0: What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt-Free, okay? There are a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going. At Black Married Debt-Free, it's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt-free and victory. Then go follow them, Google them, look them up, and see what they talking about Because don't nobody want to be broke You feel me? What's going on everybody? This is Marcus and I'm here with my lovely wife Shira yes I'm so happy to be here with you Um, and we're so happy that you've chosen this podcast to listen to I mean you could have chosen anyone right? there's thousands out there but we want to thank you and we also want to thank everyone who's been leaving us five star reviews on our podcast Uh, that's, that's like huge right and it helps us to become more visible it helps our podcast to be relevant in this space so we thank you very much and we encourage you if you haven't already just leave us a little review, you know, it's, it's going to be beautiful. And if you do that, we're going to bless you with a link to our masterclass for absolutely zero dollars. Um, but once you've left a review, head on over to our email and email us at gmail.com, and say, hey, I left a review. I did it. So thank you very much. Uh, Shire, I'm excited about this one because this one is for 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 you, the listener. Right. We, we reached out on Instagram. And uh, YouTube, and we asked for questions, and we got those questions. So, we're going to answer them at length. Some of them I answered, you know, really quick, you know, but said, listen to the episode. We'll we'll really dig a little further.
1: Okay. Well, I'm excited for this because I don't know any of the questions. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes,
0: I always love the questions. So, let's go ahead and get right into it, Shire. The first question is from. And some of these I have the name, some I don't. But this is from uh, Alex Laura. Alex Laura asked us, she said, what are or were, I guess, some major factors, some major sacrifices you all made while trying to pay off debt? What were some major sacrifices you all made while trying to pay off debt? I was really trying to think about this, one, Shari. yeah, there was quite a few.
1: That's a good question, because I I want to hear your few, Marcus, because, you know, I've said before that you don't have to, like, suffer your way through paying off debt right. and that you can still enjoy life. And I think some of that comes from knowing that you're working towards a goal and you're actually making progress on it. And so it just kind of improves your outlook, yeah. even if your day to day isn't filled with, you know, all the comforts that yeah. you would really Want
0: yeah, I think for us it became it becomes a part of our DNA that those quote sacrifices become so much a part of you that they don't feel like pain. It doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It just feels like your your new mindset and like so. We didn't purchase a new vehicle during that period of time. We didn't, um, or I'm, I'm sorry, I think we did end up purchasing a vehicle because you for for like I don't I forgot why like car you know was no longer operable or something but we ended up paying cash for it which was like something we would never have done uh but anyway that was we, we didn't take a lot of uh, trips during that time um but we got lost doing the work and I mentioned that on my IG story uh, yesterday that's like sometimes you just do the work and you you just put your head down and go and it doesn't feel like a sacrifice but i guess if i could pick one though shire we sacrificed our investing
1: yeah that's, that,
0: that that was the one thing I, we did
1: i don't you know i'm trying to think if i regret that or not right because i mean then we didn't really we didn't really have the knowledge that we have now and we we're just so focused on the debt that mm-hmm. we weren't really thinking about investing we weren't thinking about retirement we weren't thinking about you know the opportunities that we were missing out on. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, we were able to pay off our debt in about two and a half years, mm-hmm. but if it would have taken like, you know, five years or 10 years to pay off that debt, I don't think there's any way that we wouldn't have been able to forego investing. I mean, yeah. it's that's just too, yeah. too much, you yeah. know? So yeah, I think that's true. And, and also I think that we sacrifice some of our, like, like I was saying before, some of the wants. Yeah. So, like we didn't really shop for clothes very often you know uh, beauty products you know things that you know I can get now you know I wasn't able to get necessarily back then so
0: we've never we're a little bit better about it but we sacrifice time together Um, with me working odd shifts and stuff like that but we've never we, we still work odd shifts ironically but that's always been something that's like we, we had an understanding, like we're going to be sacrificing, you know, cause if you work the same shift, you'll see each other in the evenings every week. But for me and Shire, before Shire was working from home, we would see each other in passing. You yeah. Know? And so yeah. that was tough.
1: Actually that, that was a huge sacrifice because yeah. Marcus started working night shift while we were paying off our debt. And that helped us to save on our childcare costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so now that we actually talk it through I think that there were definitely some big sacrifices um, that were made and we're still making some of those sacrifices yes
0: Yes. so great question uh, Alex we really appreciate that Uh, this next question comes from Ivan my man Ivan uh, on IG he says looking to invest in real estate out of state any suggestions as to areas and to that I say you have to instead of just giving you an area because the market's changed so quickly let's give Ivan some things that we look for when we we find an area right Yeah. Uh, because we've researched a few different states and a few different locations
1: yeah Um, I think that's a great point yeah and you can quickly become priced out of an area that you could at one point afford
0: yeah I think the baseline thing you want to do uh, is referred to as the 1% rule. That's when you uh, pick an area and let's say uh, your average, th- you're looking to invest in three bed, two baths and your average three bed, two bath in this area goes for uh, with minimal work needs to be done, goes for a hundred thousand dollars. You want to make sure you're at least able to rent it out for a thousand dollars a month. Uh, that's called the one percent rule which is just a quick snapshot that you can take to know if this is even a place that i need to dig further on because if you don't hit that one percent rule the home costs a hundred thousand and you can only rent it out for, for five hundred dollars that's not one percent and so that's kind of like eh, not a great place to invest so that's like a quick thing that we look at right you do that what's the job growth like in the city um or the 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 uh, not job growth but Shire, help me out what what's the what's the employment rate in that city uh what is it is it a adjacent to a major city maybe you know that might be a plus um what are some other things we look for Shire? how's the historical historical weather in that city is it a high tornado area is it a high hurricane area if it is you, you know
1: that's something to consider something but to consider. i mean obviously you can always have insurance but for us you know living in california we're used to good weather and yeah. we kind of what where we invest to have some good weather as well yeah. um also we look at um property taxes yeah, so big. that that's that is huge because yeah. as as a um homeowner You're responsible for those property taxes. Um, If you have a mortgage, those property taxes will be lumped into that monthly mortgage. Um, And if you have high property taxes, then you're going to have a higher mortgage. Um, So that's something um, to consider and also you have to consider your budget right because you're making that initial investment and many times you're putting down a minimum of 20 percent so you have to think about where you can actually afford to invest and so we invest out of state because we can't afford you know to invest um, in California at this particular moment and so um, and one thing that you're getting at Marcus is, is If you're not able to invest in a major city, looking to the outskirts, look into some of the suburbs that are outside of the main city or a smaller town that people might be commuting uh, to to the big city. You know, they might not mind living a little bit outside of a major city. Um,
0: That's big. Uh, I think also you want to know within yourself, am I looking for a high equity? investment or a high cash flow investment uh, yes. because you may find an area where the, the, the cash flow may be okay but like Shire said you're you're right next to a major city and in the next five years this is going to be your, your home price is going to really balloon the equity is going to grow fast or you may be in an area where it's like home prices are steady historically there's not a lot much going to change but man I'm cash flowing real nice
1: Yes, that's a great point, Marcus. Like with our first two investments, it was more of an an equity purchase. Yes, the two houses, they met the criteria. They met the 1% rule that you mentioned. But the equity is like has been incredible. But the equity has been so good that we can no longer afford to (laughs) invest there. You know, so where we're at now is more of a cash flow. It's that. Um, you're buying at a lower price and then you're getting that immediate cash flow. And if you go back a couple of episodes, we actually did interview our real estate agent. Yes. And so, I mean, here it is. You want to know. So just go back, you know, yeah. to that episode with... With uh, Tisha Perry. Perry. So she was actually our our real estate agent for our last three transactions. So I think that's a great point. And then another thing about rent, when you're researching the rent, sometimes we like to look at the fair market, um, the fair market rents. And so that's usually. Um, something that Section Eight uses yes. <laughs> um, to um, calculate what a fair price would be for rent, and you can um, easily look that up down online. To the
0: county, down to the city, down
1: to the county, they'll tell you what a two bedroom, a three bedroom, you know. And so, obviously, you know, Section Eight is something to look into as well. Yeah. Our properties are not um, on Section, you know, they're not Section Eight rentals, but it's something that we definitely want to consider, but. That is a good way to gauge what rent prices, um, what a fair rent price would be in the county that you're looking in. Yeah. I mean, also some real some uh, websites like Zillow they'll give you like the the uh, estimate,
0: the, and...
1: the rent, you know, a rent calculator, rent yeah. estimate. So there are a lot of online tools that you can really look at, and it's so important to uh, as you're preparing to get your first home to just. Look at some random houses, Mm -hmm. you know, in random parts of the country Mm -hmm. and see if you were to buy that home, would you be able to cash flow? So you would do that by, you know, what we would like to call like running your numbers. So you would, you know, you would see, you know, if you bought this particular home, how much could you rent it out for? What would the property taxes be? You can easily see that on Zillow. You can see the tax history. Um. You would also look at your insurances. You know, how much would you have to pay for insurances? So we like to go, like before we bought our first home, we used to go through these different uh, mocks where we would find houses. We looked everywhere. We looked in Texas. Very high property taxes. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Texas. Y'all kind of expensive for us. Um, You know, we looked at Texas. We looked at Michigan. Yeah, A little too much snow for me, but looked at Michigan. Water. Right. The the, water water bills. bills It's... Oh, my goodness. Look at those water bills. Because even if you don't pay the water bill and the tenant pays the water bill, Mm -hmm. that's still an an added cost that you want to keep in mind. Utilities, yeah. Yeah, utility costs. But we would look in different parts of the country and say, you know, if we were to, to buy this house, would it be a good investment? Yeah. So just go through a couple of practice, you know, scenarios And think about the things that you pay for now. So if you're renting or if you own your own home, what are the expenses that you have? And those same expenses will apply to a rental. So a lot of things to factor. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like, like it could be overwhelming. But you know, consider your budget. And if you're doing a basic search, if you know your budget is, you know, $110,000, then you can narrow houses down, you know, by a state or by a city, you know, by that target amount. And just, just see if you could determine if it would be, you know, profitable. And if you're still struggling on how to do that, then submit another question through the Q and (laughs) a,
0: right. Uh, And and
1: hopefully that helps. Okay, go ahead.
0: No, that's glad. I'm glad we spent time on that because that, that actually a few people asked that question. So, Hopefully we we'll answer all those questions And, Shara, you know that little that little shimmer that was in your eye once you really got going on that topic? That little mm-hmm. something clicked. I just felt it, you know? We let you guys into uh, a lot of people pay <laughs> to get some of that information we just we just blessed y'all with. So with that said, uh, I have to ask you this because if I don't, uh, our friends, uh, Mon and Christina from Our Journey, they're going to get mad at me. But they said, when are we going to see that out-of-state real estate course
1: oh my goodness that was a question
0: yes that was a question
1: okay so we've been working (laughs) on a course for a while now and you know the title we have to date is my first deal (laughs) and we just need to release it so i i would say the course is coming um we've learned a lot over these last couple of years Yeah. And we do, we want to share it. And I mean, just
0: hearing you kind of go, Shire, is like, whoa, that's a lot. That's I could a lot say that more, people, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot that it took practice. It took you doing it for you to get that information. The average person doesn't just know to look for that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we definitely have value that we can bring inside of a, some type of course. Uh, and like you said, we kind of already have the content ready. We just have to... You just, just have to do it, man. Y'all so y'all stay let tuned. us know. Stay tuned. If y'all want it, we need to we need to hear from y'all. Y'all need to let us know in the comment section, in the in the review section. Let us know if that's something you would be interested in. Uh, because you just got a little taste. Shire just gave you just a little taste.
1: Just a little taste. You know, so. I, I guess that was a little taste. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Let us know, man, if that's something you guys want. So moving on, Shire to another question here. Still in real estate. How long have you been? In the real estate industry. I thought that sounded really cool.
1: Ooh, real estate industry. <laughs>
0: like, you know, like I'm really doing something, you know? Wow. But it's funny that they asked that question was asked because March 3rd marked uh, the anniversary of our first house in Montgomery, one year anniversary. So then I started going back. I was like, man, when did, how long have we been doing this? Since 2018, Char. Mm
1: hmm. Yep.
0: So that's 2018. Four years. We
1: bought two houses.
0: You've been a real estate investor for four years. That's a long time. <laughs> nah, not really. But time flies, man. Think about what we think about. What do you think about when you think about that first deal, Shire, when we got it?
1: Look, when I had my mindset that I wanted to do real estate, like it, I don't think anything because No, go back, Shire.
0: Go back. Tell him about when you first introduced real estate. Okay, and I almost broke your heart.
1: Yes, I was learning a lot about real estate. This was during our debt payoff journey. I was learning so much about real estate, and I just, I had, I just kept getting all these ideas about how we could do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I started telling Marcus about it. Marcus, we need to get into real estate. This is what we need to do.
0: Man, you were really, you were really passionate. And if I can remember, shy,
1: I was. And Marcus told me, "What did me, I say to you, shy?" Marcus said you you told me you really didn't want to do it (laughs) but if i wanted to do it you would support me
0: come on y'all now that's like a good husband you know what i mean that's the good husbandly thing to do
1: i felt i felt so sad when you said that to me
0: how nice that was and she still felt sad like i can't win but (laughs) but anyway it grew on me like a fungus y'all and that thing got up inside of me
1: now you get on my nerves about man, it. <laughs> I'm just like,
0: what are we doing? We ain't buying no house yet. Like, when we gonna get the next one. But
1: I'm like, patience.
0: Yeah, yeah, Shire. So, yeah, when you like you going back to that first house, we just did it, man. We just did it. We had we still had a lot of questions. Wouldn't you agree? Still a lot of unsureties going flying there and meeting, you know, we bought it uns sight unseen. We're going to the, the lawyer to sign and we're just like Not knowing what that was going to be like. I mean, up until that point, have we ever flown on a plane together? I don't even know if we had.
1: No. It's
0: a lot of firsts, you know, but we did it and you, you learn through a lot. You can learn on the sideline, but the rest, you got to get in that game. You got to start playing. You got to get game speed. Man, these guys on when you get on that court, they running a lot faster than they was in practice. You run a lot mm-hmm. faster than you was training by yourself, but you would never know until you get in. So, uh yeah, man, it's been four years. Four years in the real estate industry, I guess.
1: <laughs> I don't something about real estate is just very fulfilling yes. for me. And I it's just it's just a different asset class, right? You can invest in stocks mm-hmm. and have stocks in these companies and Half the time you don't even know all the companies you're investing in, and I mean you see returns, and I mean that's always nice. But when you own a home, it's like I can see it, I can touch it, yeah. I can get a check every single month. All like right. it's just, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It is.
0: <laughs> all right, Shire. Um, going down to the next question. That last question was from Zay, by the way. Uh, this question, uh, I didn't have a. I don't think i wrote the name down but it says are there any agents or brokers you recommend in your markets uh so we've had mm. tisha perry on our uh podcast
1: yeah and we also work with another real estate agent
0: robbie sharma a good friend of ours
1: in uh, north carolina and so he
0: services the whole car- the car- the state of carolina and tisha services Alabama and Georgia. And Georgia. Alabama, Georgia. Maybe Florida may be wrong. But um yeah. So those are the
1: That's who we know. Yeah. Look, we telling y'all who we know. That's yeah. who we know.
0: <laughs> Our property manager in Carolina also is an incredible real estate agent for Keller Williams. uh, uh Shirley. I forget Shirley's last name. Okay, so don't start
1: don't start looking up Shirley because yeah. we don't have the last name for yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah. but that's why we're gonna do the course and we we'll, we can oh, share we more come back, there. Yeah, we, got, we got y'all. We got but, y'all. But um, we've been really um blessed to just meet some really great real estate agents, mm-hmm. and that was a journey because you know uh we had to kiss a couple of frogs to to find someone. Who would work with us being out of state investors yeah. and uh, to find someone that, you know, worked well with us, Yes. you know, and yes. the property managers. When you have a good one, hold on to mm. them, you know, and well, not not all property managers are created, created equal. this equally, you know, and I, I think one of the things I would like to explore is tech using tech to do some property management yeah. i think that's something that we'll explore especially yeah. as you get more properties and you see okay now the money is really starting to add up yeah. the fees that you're paying for for property management
0: yeah shout out to our friends uh for our children's children who we have as guests on a podcast and they talked about how they manage their own stuff so yeah that's and, definitely something to get into at some point yep um Shire, all right next question this is in regards to uh, the HELOC, the home equity line of credit that we, 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 we did. It says are you it should be past tense, but we'll get into that. Are you slowly paying off your HELOC? Uh, this, he says, I have heard HELOCs are better suited for small, quick projects. Hmm. So uh, and I touched on this on the uh, Weekly Juice Podcast. Shout out to them. But uh, with the home equity line of credit, we we got it on our primary residence Uh, we took out a line of credit which is pretty much your home becomes collateral and you get this fixed sum that you can tap into take some out put that back you know you're not uh, you don't automatically start paying on that whole fixed amount you only pay on the part that you take off and each disbursement has a 20 year payoff time frame Instead of a, like a 30 year mortgage.
1: Right. It will depend on the term of your the
0: term of your yes. of
1: your HELOC. But yeah. the one that we had was had that 20 year caveat.
0: Yeah. And so what we did with it was we purchased our first home outright cash. And then we finally we used uh, money to finance our second one. And our strategy was to um, pay them off with the cash flow. We were kind of. You know, mm-hmm. paying out paying more than the minimum to pay it off faster before you know within that twenty year period. But we ended up uh, selling that the home that, that had primary
1: resident primary residence with the HELOC with the we HELOC. sold it
0: sold it and so that paid off the HELOC in full. But our strategy had we not done that was to pay more and you know pay it within that twenty year window.
1: Yeah. So the blessing there for us was that. When we sold that primary residence, it paid off the HELOC, which means we had a house that no longer had a mortgage. And yeah. so, yeah, it's really
0: cool. And to speak to, uh, you heard HELOCs are better suited for small projects. That, you, yeah, many people use a home equity line of credit for many different things, uh, home additions, you know, uh, renovation, renovation. So you can use it for whatever. But we wanted to, because you are in essence, creating another bill, right? We wanted to use it to uh, buy an income producing asset. That was our strategy.
1: Right, and can I add to that? Mm -hmm. That allowed us to get our first real estate uh, property with no out of pocket costs. So we didn't pay, I think we paid for our flight, you know, but, um, but for the house itself, it all came from the HELOC. And so it was like, it felt like we were getting a house for free. I mean, (laughs) even though we weren't, (laughs) we weren't getting a house for free, but that's how it felt, you know? So that was a great way for us to enter, um, into real estate, but now, um, Securing a home equity line of credit is a little so bit more uh, challenging. Yeah. Um some banks stop doing them altogether. Yeah. Um but there are some banks that are still that are still doing it, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. And-
1: yeah, Marcus, I was going to tell you um I saw a small town bank saying, you know, come and apply for a home equity yes. line of credit and it wasn't a major bank. Like yeah. it was like a small community bank. So yeah. So they're still out there.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, like the, the, my friends at the uh, Weekly Juice podcast, they said after hearing us speak on the HELOC, they went and did, were, they wanted to do it, you know, on one of their properties. And the only ones that were funded was a small, small. bank mm-hmm. in their city.
1: And it could be a good time to do it. Like, because home values have increased so much. So if you're already a homeowner, it could be something that you think about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just thinking about when I was a little girl, um, I had a grandma that would always say, no, never borrow money against your house, mm, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I know why she said it, like, cause you don't want to lose your primary residence. So you really have to know what's at stake and you really need to be in a good financial position in order, you know, to go through yeah. with a HELOC. But that being said, it's still something that's worth exploring, especially, yes. you know, if you want to get into real estate, and um, you're going to purchase a cash flowing property that will allow you to, to pay it off.
0: Absolutely. So moving right along, Shire, uh, we have this question here, which is it's good uh, from Eric. It says, do we preach against no consumer debt or no personal debt or both? No. Which one do we preach no against? No what? Portional? No. Personal.
1: Oh, personal. <clears throat> yes.
0: Do we preach against no consumer debt? No personal debt or both. Um, I think "preach" is a strong word, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think "preach" is a strong word. Um,
0: I, I, before you answer, Shire, I think what we do and what I want to be careful to do and not do with our podcast and platform is we share what we do and what we did. If it was a good idea, if it was a bad idea for us, if it worked out, if it didn't work out. But we never want to project and be like, we're advising you to do X and you you should do that. We just want to make you think. Right. And that's all this podcast is really for. Um, so preach against it. I wouldn't say that. But for us, Shire, now you can go in and answer for us. which we, 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 we don't want any of the debt per se, if you, if you can. But um, the consumer debt. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, to me.
1: Well, consumer debt. I look at consumer debt like credit card debt, yes. um, a car loan. car loan. So those are things that we do try to avoid. Yeah. So, for example, we talk about buying a car um, earlier this year. So there was a period of time where we didn't buy a car cause we didn't have the money, you yes. know? So we saved up money and I did have a talk with Marcus to see. Oh, we
0: had a conversation. We had a conversation. I remember like, that. Okay.
1: What if we got a car? note? And it, he was like, no. And I think that we, we had someone, we had the wealth educator on our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, after talking with him and his wife, I was like, no, we're definitely not <laughs> going to go and get no car. Loan. Right, right, right. So, um, for, Consumer debt. We try to stay away from that, and and because our name, you know, is Black Mary Debt Free. Sometimes when we talk about our rental properties, sometimes people become a little unhinged mm-hmm. because they say, "You say you, you're debt free, but you have debt on on your rental properties." And and that, I mean, I get it, yeah. you know, but I I look at that as this is our our business, and right. that's our that's debt associated with our business. Right. Um, but we don't have a Credit cards. Yes. Now, one time, look at me. I'm telling deep dark secrets. not I tell. Them. One tell them. time when we brought, uh, we needed to get appliances for uh, one of our rental yeah. properties, and it was like. If you get a credit card, you save twenty percent. So I said, "Shoot, I might leave this money on the table." Yeah. So I got, we, I signed up for a credit card, got twenty percent off, and then when I got the bill, I paid it off in full. Yeah, I and, mean, you
0: had the cash to pay <laughs> for it that day. Yeah,
1: I could have paid it, you know, you know and I could have felt that. good, like, "See, I'm black married and debt free, and I'm gonna." not save this money, but it's like, I need to be practical. So, you know, I paid it off, but what we built over time was discipline. And some people don't have discipline. So they need those hard, fast rules. You know, you don't have, I mean, discipline when it comes to finance, that's a muscle. Like if you don't have a lot of discipline around money, don't even feel bad about that because it takes time uh, to, to build that discipline. But when it comes to some purchases, it's just like I have the discipline enough to make this one decision, mm-hmm. okay, save twenty percent and just pay the whole thing off, yeah. you know, and and not feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we definitely try to keep our consumer debt down because when we do that, it allows us to have more money for investing. investing. You know, so Absolutely. but at the end of the day, to each his own, you know, sometimes people will Use credit in order to build their credit score and, and for some people, depending on what's going on in your life, sometimes that's really important. Yeah. You know? And so so there's definitely no judgment. But right. for us we try to not have any consumer debt. Yeah. Um
0: try not to have no personal debt too. <laughs>
1: or personal debt. Personal debt and... is
0: more student loan. Oh, okay, uh, you know, things like that, I think kind of fall under personal debt so we've we we, we we paid off our student loans and you know we don't uh paid off Shara's ba her bachelor's and bs
1: they, come on now BS, no. <laughs> uh,
0: and then when we went to when she went to get her masters we were in a position to cash flow that so and then our kids will be cash flowed or paid and we're gonna do something yeah, for them they're not okay. putting that taking out no no uh Alone.
1: Unless they do it behind our backs. But anyway, <laughs> we're just not there yet.
0: Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh preach, I wouldn't say that, but we definitely hopefully we we can't. That's, yeah, yeah. that's our message. Yeah. message. that's
1: fine. That's fine.
0: All right, Shire. Moving right along here. Almost done here. Uh actually I think this is the last one. You know what? We touched on that. Uh, they said what decisions uh would you uh have uh what decisions would you did you make? prior to getting out your home equity line of credit. I think we kind of touched on it. What maybe-
1: decisions did we make? Okay. I The first decision that we made uh, was we paid off all of our debt. And at the time that included the house that we lived in. We yes. had like a condo. So when we had a home equity line of credit, we were completely mortgage free. So I don't know if we had mentioned that yes. before, so it's not like we had a mortgage and then we had a home equity line of credit. That was on good. Top sorry. of the mortgage. That
0: was good because it helped us uh, keep things neat. You know what I mean? If you had, you got this mortgage, mm-hmm. that's still something you get a line of credit. You just pretty much create yeah, a mortgage. Two number mortgage. two. And yeah. then you're going to go use that to buy a house. That's three mortgages. Yeah. <laughs> you and know what I'm saying?
1: yeah. And so we just so happened to be in that position because we had bought the condo yeah. when the market kind of crashed, and so we we paid off that home. And so, so when before we got a home equity line of credit. We made the decision to be completely debt free. Now, I don't know if that's feasible in this climate and where we are today in society. So, like I was saying before, be very thoughtful Mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, move forward with the home equity line of credit. But the good thing about the home equity line of credit is you can have it and not use it. Yes. You know, so it's not. It's not a um what they call it, Marcus, a home equity loan. Uh,
0: it's not like a, uh, a uh, what's it called? Cash out refi. Yes, it's
1: not like a cash out thing where you get the money up front and then you got to start paying it back right away. Right. Like you can have that home equity line of credit a lot of times and kind of sit on it for a while right. before you use it. So that way, you know, you spend it when you when you're ready and when you know that. You're going to use it for the best investment possible. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely one decision that we made. That's a really great question. Yeah. Really and then good question. also we made sure that we were we knew how we were going to to use the home equity line of credit. We knew the purpose for which we were getting it, and we had you know, the skills to make a good informed decision. Right. Obviously, it's a risk. If It's a little bit of a risk if you're buying a house sight unseen, but we took necessary steps to make sure it was a good investment, you know, getting a, a property inspection, working with a good realtor, and, you know, just things like that. But yeah. I think that's a really great, great question because a lot of people might be thinking about home equity line of credits, especially if you own a house and you got a lot of equity in it.
0: Yeah. Shire, I mean, this has been great, man. I mean, one thing I see is you, you ready to do this course, Shire? Oh
1: my goodness! I ain't heard
0: you really go like this in a, you know what I'm saying? Shire be kind of quiet over here on this podcast some weeks, y'all, but she going today. I well, like. These
1: it. are good questions. Great questions. Yeah. Great thank questions. you. I'm so Absolutely. glad that folks wrote us their questions. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we appreciate it, y'all, and we we really value you all uh, coming and sitting down with us every week. The thing about podcasts, I was telling Shire, is like you start to podcast become a part of your routine you know what I mean and so I know how important it is when you're the host of your favorite podcast they don't they're not there this week or you got a fill in or you know they don't even put one out it's just like
1: mm-hmm. oh, it's that, it hurts mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so we're gonna keep um bringing value as you guys you know show that hey we, we we really enjoying what you and Shira are doing, so we're gonna reciprocate this relationship um, by providing you with these podcasts. So hopefully, you got a lot out of this one, and uh, there's more to come. So. Yes. All right. Well, till next time. This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we're gonna holler at y'all later. Peace. Bye.